listening to Charge Podcast, episode 39, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today is your co-host, John. How's things in the US and A, John? Hi, <laughs> <I> Biscuits. <laughs> How is America? Uh, things are good. Yep. <clears throat> yep, things are good. Uh, I think uh, my volume for you is too low, though. Uh, yeah, things are good. It's a little gloomy here. We're doing it at 8 a.m. on Saturday wow. morning. So I am still 100%. I literally just rolled, sat up, and then nice. pl- plugged my computer in, and here we are. That's some dedication. It's been a while since we yeah. chatted, unfortunately. It has. Yeah, sorry about it. My it's fault. calendar calendar life. I think it's both of our faults. It's just calendar life. What <laughs> just is how it goes. going on in Amsterdam? Not much. It's beautiful. Spring has arrived. It is gorgeous. So just hanging out, having a good time. Finally talking on the phone to you. It's good. Life is good. Someone said, I think it was someone um, pretty important. I think it was like... I want to say like a climatologist, someone officially declared that spring has started, right? Like Even a, though it was early, right? Yeah, but it's been declared, I think. Interesting, interesting. For whatever that's worth. <laughs> well, I have, let's start with a question from the Slack. I don't know if you saw it. Uh-oh. On March 15th, I'm Her checking the channel me. and uh, it, it's there. So the the question is from Hugo. He asked... What do you think of this kind of thing? And he links to a service called Black.ai, which uses 3D mapping to create data points around people using posture, height, ETC, especially in uh, what about using that data and in the context of smart cities. And so the, the company is an AI that basically watches human behavior in a house uh, or in a workplace or whatever, um, and then basically gives you insights on that. So what do you think of that? <laughs> mm, well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, like tracking people in like, spaces like and stuff. It's like super creepy. Yeah. You think okay, it's weird? So, so two applications of this technology. The first application is the application that's presented on the website, which is like... Um, what are people doing? Yeah, like this is your own house and everybody's wandering around and we're monitoring the house and then all of a sudden some unusual behavior happens in the house, like, you know, alert something or whatever. Mm, I could see that actually being relatively useful, I suppose, in some sense of like, oh, no, grandma's had a stroke and call 911 automatically. Or even like thermostats uh, in each room. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it does a pretty, it looks like it in, mm, it looks like it does that kind of like Project Tango style, like um, observation of the space. But it's so creepy. Yeah, so in a public space, it seems like the resolution on it and would be too narrow, I think, in a sense. And I don't mean the literal resolution. I just mean, it, like, in your kitchen, it can probably figure out, like, who, if it, me, you, fam, like, a couple other people were hanging out. Right. It would probably, you know, it could do it. But if I can imagine that kind of technology be, would be really overwhelming in a big space and that you would probably want to do something like I think one of the selling points for the link NYC booths was they have little cameras on them and they can oh wow just watch over time the street and and right, right. kind of air quotes monitor front um 
suspicious activity, I guess. And I presume that's just like running some image recognition over the images that the webcams are capturing or whatever. So I feel like that type of direction is, is, uh, a better one for cities. You know, on Google, you get the live people traffic reporting now. So you can go to, I don't know, you could look up tourist and you could see, yeah, what, if it's popular right now, what the trend is. I think that's actually pretty useful, but it's just like, how, how far is too far? I think it depends what that business is doing with the data, right? That's the big thing. There's so many lines on everything. I mean, it's like, I could say, I generally think public space data is granularly but as anonymously and as finely as you want is interesting public space data and stuff in cities because you can really start to plan stuff and do a good job but then i also think about the types of algorithms in the future that might yeah. be applied to that data and then all the biases that might you know minority be accidentally right built in and, ah, it's scary yeah so um I feel like all this stuff is very intense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and we don't know what is going to happen with it yet either. I like, I quite like the, um, <clears throat> like just the very not dark, like simple, like mm, you're in your house sort of use case for the um, anti black yeah. or the black AI thing. Yeah. It seems like it's useful in that context, but in public, ugh. okay, let's talk about augmented reality. Because Apple is getting into it. Oh my god! Did you read the Bloomberg report this week about it? I I did. It's coming in a big way. It sounds like the next iPhone is basically going to be Apple's augmented reality flagship product. But like, what do you think that actually means? That's the thing that's vague right now. I've said this. I don't know. I think I said a million times. Wouldn't it be sick if there was like a transparent? iPad that like could change its opacity over things and like augment the current reality and stuff. Like it's like with the Pokemon Go thing, right? Like you're like, oh look, like yeah, that's for sure cool and would be even sicker if you could do it with the actual phone. Right, right. And all they need is basically what's rumored. So there's supposed to be a bezel-less iPhone coming with a really high resolution camera. Really good camera. Yeah, that's right. That's all you need. It's really interesting. And so the report actually says that they're, they've rounded out the iPhone team with high resolution camera and optical lens engineers, and they opened a office, this is actually really cool, in my home city, Wellington, New Zealand, to hire away engineers from Weta Digital, which is, you know, Peter Jackson's firm who worked on Lord of the Rings, King Kong, Avatar, and all that kind of thing. So it sounds like it's going to be like augmented Homie, reality experiences. Evan Spiegel is so smart. Build yeah. your business on... So the commoditization of somebody else's supply chain. Hell yeah, now's the time to become a camera company. company if Am- Except Apple's Apple might do beat that. them to it? No, I'm just saying that if Apple's going to drive that much R&D into getting really high quality cameras into the right. iPhone, you it pay doesn't your matter. bottom They'll dollar, they're going to get it as cheap as they can do it. And you can go to Foxconn and buy those parts for that price now too, if Apple right. you know, did all the work. So, this is really cool, though. I mean, it sounds really exciting, and it sounds like the next iPhone will have uh, the first iteration of that, and Apple apparently wants to do AR glasses further down the road, which they're already working on, but are far, far away. Pretty pretty cool. Hmm. Well, and so, well I think the yeah. first step in that is this Clips thing. Did you see this new app that they're releasing in 
I think it's mid-April. It's called Apple Clips. We're gonna we're gonna dub this the Snapcat the Snapcat killer. The, the Snapcat Snapchat killer. killer. Snap is a chat is a killer. Snap Snap Snapgram killer. Like, I think it will kill Uh-oh. a lot of this stuff if they do it well. So basically, what it is for those who don't know what it is yet, it hasn't been released yet. But Apple made this website last week. That's apple.com/clips, where you can see this upcoming app they are making. And if you imagine Snapchat with the filters and the stickers and all that kind of thing, but with some way more advanced features. Uh, first of all, there's a feature where if you speak out loud, it auto transcribes that into uh, interactable subtitles that are like motion designed and look really beautiful on top of your video automatically. Super cool. Huh? Yeah. So if you speak, so if I say, wow, John, it's super cool. It'll auto transcribe that if you push a button onto the video. It's I don't amazing. Know if that's cool or not. I think it's awesome. It's only optional and it makes like cool motion design things. If you look on the website, you'll see an example. And then also does auto face recognition of who's in the video. So if you if you film if I filmed you and I had you in my address book, it will suggest you to send it to at the end of it. It's face recognition software is getting very good on the on the, the iPhone, phone, in the, on the phone, if you go in and do your tagging, the, oh, it's incredible. And you actually t- take a day and go and ch- tag everyone. Does a very good job. And it's all on also, device. I am sorry, but and I like, I'm <laughs> absolutely done listening to people complain that um, they don't like Siri and Siri's junk. I think it's junk, but <laughs> I, I know. But I swear, I swear, I swear, I swear, I because I have. Now I've just like made a conscious effort to start like asking people if they like Siri and then if they say no, asking them if they use Siri. Right. And then getting them to use their Siri and their Siri is junk. But then I'm like, hey, look at me using my Siri and my Siri is really good. So I really do think there is a neural network that's trained like trained over time. It and definitely the more that is. you use Siri, the better that it gets because a series really good a series great like i my siri and i are the problem is like, Go- siri is not as good as google assistant and the competition i i maintain that google assistant can do way more because it can actually reach into the data on your life that's the the problem i have with siri is it stops at a very high level very quickly like oh well uh tell me do i have any packages arriving today can't do it doesn't know do I have any yeah, new well, email? Apple Can't do also it. doesn't send your data back to their like. Yeah, and that, I guess that's stuff, what I'm saying. Like the limitation of Siri is that it can't, it can't actually get into your life because Apple doesn't allow that. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure how I feel about oh, like Google dude. data mining it as well. If they put this clips thing into iMessage, mm-hmm. well, so it, it actually directly reaches into iMessage. So that's the other thing with clips is it doesn't have a social network on it. So you make this video thing. And at the end, well, it either suggests iMessage Apple social network. Or, or sending it to Instagram or Facebook or whatever. iMessage is remember, a social network, but... Remember BBM? Yeah, I do. iMessage is BBM. It is BBM. I wonder if they're tacking on too much stuff as well. I'm curious because like iMessage apps, which were the... You remember when they launched that and, oh my God, apps are in iMessage. Now nobody uses them. You know, there was a story this week about the growth tapering off. My biggest I question... I use my iMessage apps every day. Yeah, which ones? Stickers. No, oh, yeah. Okay, stickers. I use stickers, but like none of the actual yeah. apps that live there are particularly yeah, useful. Like the I don't Uber app. Um, it's, I agree it's not WeChat yet. Not yet, not yet. So my question about Clips th- is this, though. 
why wouldn't they just build it into the default camera? Why wouldn't it just be a swipeable mode in the camera that loads up clips? You know, like it's another limitation. You can't launch it directly from the lock screen. Because I don't think they want you to see it that way. But why? It's the default camera. Like, you know, Snap is something that people immediately go into and they use that as their default camera. Why won't Apple... If they want an advantage, I think that's a pretty cool way to do it. Just let you set that as your default camera. I'm more weirded out by the design of this website. Feels completely unfinished. Drop shadows are really weird. Yeah, it is really strange. But the app itself anywhere. looks awesome. Mm. My favorite thing is it doesn't work with Snapchat. It works with everything but Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, this is... Well, I mean... That's mm, Snapchat's fault, not Apple's. Yeah, why would you try and roll... You know... I didn't really expect Apple to do this, to be honest. No, same here. That's what I wondered. Have you ever seen Apple? Apple doesn't make apps like this. So, like, what do you think the motivation this? is? Whose idea was this? Probably Eddie Q. No, Smooth Q. He's terrible. Smooth he doesn't have Q. any taste. Oh, leave him alone. But you're right. He has no taste. <laughs> if you look at, like... I don't want to get into iOS and stagnation and this whole thing, but if you look at where iOS is, which is going nowhere Apple's interesting, over. it's over. Apple's not over, but iOS is like I t- I, slowing. Well, can you read read this message I sent to Owen on oh, no. last week on uh, the 21st of March? I, said, I sent him a screenshot, and the screenshot contained a push to my phone <laughs> from medium at, at 6 50 a.m from medium why i left mac for windows apple has given up definitive clickbait <laughs> it was i think you hey, changed man. the title after that yeah i did i hate i hated it uh being too <laughs> clickbait but i do like windows now but let's not get into that now that can be a whole nother podcast please why not tell me about why I'm you're so, running windows i'm so burnt out on talking about why i switched to windows are you this on week. windows right now I'm using my work laptop because the Windows laptop is dead. So I'm using a Mac right now. Oh, guess what? What? You know my MacBook Mm -hmm. that I got back? The 12-inch? Yeah. He's dead again. Again? Again. I know a lot of people have issues with the 12-inch. Me too. It's incredibly faulty, and Apple refuses to fix it a lot of the time too. Yeah, they sent mine away, and now I haven't taken this one. It just broke the other day, but it's so weird. It was at, it was like working fine, closed the lid, right? Turned it on, didn't turn on. No idea how to turn it on. It also doesn't have like a real power button or anything anymore. Right, right. Like, it's really hard say, to. Ah. So I have the Figure I have the out. Touch Bar Mac for work, and dude, it's so frustrating to use. It's hmm. it's not a good computer. The Touch Bar is glitchy as hell. It's it's. It's weird. Anyway, so Windows is nice. I wouldn't be surprised if Apple stops making computers. I wouldn't be either because they—they're not like it's not a big enough market for them. I don't think. And the only reason well, they're interested it's a market in market in the future. Why would we use computers? They're so silly. Yeah, they—they they want people no, to buy real. iPads. I bet. In, you know what? Remember, someone asked us. Okay, now we're getting crazy. But remember, someone asked us like. Uh, who's the Australian? Oh no, the Canadian guy, the tall Canadian guy with the bald head. Which one? From Toronto. That's very vague. In the Slack. Who? I think he wears a. Anyway, he said, um, "I think it was him who asked, what will be something that we like tell our kids didn't exist or something now, this many right. years in the future or something, whatever that was." 
I wonder if it'll just be desktop computers because seriously, yeah. if VR and AI are and like handheld devices and tablets and, and like periphery devices and stuff like that get really good, really fast. Let's say in the next 15 years, I don't, there's no reason why in 20 years we actually still need to have laptops. That actually seems absolutely insane that that might be the case. Yeah. I actually, I actually can't think believe right. it would be the, the, that would be true. I think you have something like a HoloLens that you keep in your bag and maybe an iPad or a tablet. Yeah, you know? I think that's 100% true. I really can't see us using computers and like laptops in the future. And even just... in the workplace, it's completely stupid that you have like a laptop per person. I think you'll at work, you'll, have, you'll go there and you'll put your little HoloLens on and you'll have your keyboard and you just type away on it. So you see, this is why I, I take issue with people saying that Magic Leap is like, you know silly or whatever or like yeah like don't they have they like they've they've got money they've got huge investors they've got lots of time and you know there's no way that in the next yeah they just got they're gonna wait it's just like yeah so i tried this app for the vive and i know this is a bad example because it's not hr uh hr ar but uh there's a there's an app for the htc vive which is you know kind of like the oculus that is called big screen and it's literally a mode where you can spawn as many desktop environments as you can want in any environment you want. So I set it to campfire mode, right? And then there's a little campfire crackling away and then you can have like your desktop in front of you and you can use your mouse and keyboard or you can interact with the controllers and then you, oh, you want another desktop? Cool, well, you can just throw up another one. And then inside that thing, other people can connect to your mode. And so you can be around the campfire computing together via the internet with screens in front of you and you can like share it with your friend by just like moving it in front of their face and it's all real time. It's, it makes sense. Like what kind of campfire? Like it's like a little digital campfire, like a polygonal, it's just animated, but uh, you can. Did you run the campfire app? Well, yeah. So you, you make the world and then they join you. So that's what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can choose where you are. So you can be in outer space or you can be in like a fake office and then, you can share screens with each other in real time, even oh, though you're on the other side of the world. We could it's, both go there. It's like Habbo Hotel 2.0. It's so weird. But it's so good. Like, it's you try yeah, it and you're just like, like it. I think this could be the future of work. I really, really do. And then Google announced a new technology the other day that if you take a photo of your face. So the biggest problem with... Um, with VR and all these things is whenever you're in the AR thing, like that you can have a superimposed body, but your head is like obstructed by the helmet usually in VR. So if you take a photo of your face, it can like projection map it to you and it even has eye tracking. It's insane. So it looks like you in VR. We got way off track, but there's some interesting shit coming (laughs) soon. Oh, well, okay. One more thing then if we're going way off track, have I, did I, I don't think we've podcasted since I got back from San Francisco last, did we? I think not. Okay. Do then I will tell you the two most insane things. Oh man, I actually haven't caught you up on so much. Ah, There's so much. Okay. Goodness. I need to come back to Williamsburg. Yeah, I know. So there's, okay. So I'll tell you. The two most insane things I heard when I was in San Francisco. The f- I won't, but I'm both of them are from like not silly people. The one crazy thing is remember how I a couple of weeks ago, like maybe three podcasts ago, po- blabbered on about how uh, grumpy I was that that people were basically starting to talk about like cerebral right. cortex interlink stuff yeah, into like yeah, the yep. brain yeah well apparently like there's actually like 
reasonably large amounts of money being put into that and like it's getting some length along which i did not know like within five years that might be something that can happen which well not like sorry it's in five years it might be something that could be demonstrated to be able to be done right and it's you like that putting things into your brain to like extensiate your thought into a computer i don't want to but i can see it happening eventually yeah I mean, it's inevitable to an extent, I think, and it might maybe eventually it'll be the people who did it and the people who didn't. Very science fiction, but I think it's also how it's going to go. And then the second thing is the AI thing is completely out of control. I think it's not not looking good. What do you mean? I don't know. I can't. I don't think I should get into the whole like. Is it, do you think it's just gone too far or what? Basically, the vans of how everything that's coming up in the next like seven years or eight years, all the intersections, the depth at which those are going to touch society of how all these technologies and and stuff is really being really poorly considered generally and like maybe that's fine and like maybe actually who cares and maybe i should just stress out about it less than i do and that's just that (laughs) but also i was up in boston the week before that speaking to some like really really smart people about just like technology and the economy right and the level of of depth of thought is not not like doesn't really seem to match kind of what what's going on in the valley so you think it's worse or i just think that it doesn't even matter even if it's like even if it's like little nudges here and there it's not it's like not be like if ai even nudges the workforce a little bit like five or six or seven or eight percent more than expected by say the fed then there's just gonna like the guidance they've been issued into the market will be like everything get just doesn't really well understood right? yeah i saw and, that the treasury doesn't think that ai will be relevant for the next 50 years yeah, right so they just don't even know which like is you know <laughs> Just take it like who cares about past like 60 or 70 percent of like some catastrophe in your brain or whatever. Right. Like that being like, you know, in the next in the next 10 years, there's a 60 percent chance the singularity appears and doomsday happens and we like create robots and like that, like kill us all. And that's the end of that. Right. But like even even but like even the five or six percent. Uh, likelihood of some, you know, impact on the economy or on policy or on competitive advantage in business or on competitive advantage in intelligence globally, you know, government intelligence globally, like who knows, right? And so that's, I think that for me, that's the most weirdest stuff is like that I don't think it's being the conversations are not very good. That's unfortunate. Right, right. It's interesting times in that regards, I think, and a lot of people are just ignoring the fact that it's even happening. But you saw a lot of that in the valley. Yeah, it's really it was really weird and I feel 
Although the vibe I felt was a little bit different in SF this trip. I mean, I didn't meet a whole ton of people and it was, and it was mostly actually just visiting friends and then a few um, work via uh, work things. Actually I did, I went and um, met with a car company that's doing some really cool autonomous vehicle stuff um, for cities. But, uh, but the vibe in the Valley was definitely, um, felt a little somber. It was kind of interesting. Well, I think on that topic, we should talk about Uber. <laughs> uh, <laughs> doom again. and gloom into doom and gloom. Gosh. Yeah, burn into cheery, the Uber, cheery, doom and gloom. cheery Saturday morning. Well, it's first, since you mentioned self-driving cars, did you see the hilarious photo of the crash where a self-driving car is on its side because it ran a, a stop sign? I saw that picture and in my head the <laughs> sound went off. Yep. It was it's amazing. And it's not explained what happened. Yeah. It's it ran a red it stop sign, I think, right? That was pretty much what happened. And I think, you know, Did this it could come out what actually anything. happened. No. What? Oh, they actually they it actually came out why that accident happened. I when I went to bed last night, it had just happened. It was like I read ten, I read on Twitter this morning that ten. it had ran a stop sign. Oh, okay, and hit another car. So, but it's just kind of very enigmatic of everything that's happening with them right now. I think every time well, I read about Uber, it's getting worse. Well, there was a leak of the it? internal metrics. Yeah, that's what I was just yeah, a month that's ago. What I was saying, yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I think it was California uh, reported that Uber's self-driving cars have done 20,000 miles right now, right? Which is a decent amount. Apparently, they're so bad that a driver has to take over every mile. So 20,000 times so far. Not good. Which explains the the accident. (laughs) You would expect it to be better by now. And Google is doing far better than that. Okay, so I just put into news dot um google.com uber i'll just read you some headlines uber is considering leaving seattle if uh drivers join uni- union uh business insider uh uber gm says service may leave seattle if landmark union law is passed a key choir um tech crunch uber self-driving uh test car involved crashed crash in arizona uh uh ABC 50 in Arizona Temple Police report self-driving car involved in rollover crash uh, and, ga- and gadget six hours ago. Uber CEO linked to escort gar- oh, bar God, visit yeah. that resulted it gets worse in and worse. an HR complaint. Uh, yeah, it just goes on and on and on. So the interesting thing about the, the self-driving car statistics, that it has to be taken over every mile, is if you compare directly to Waymo, that's the, the one by Google yeah. that, uh, by the way, like is accusing them of stealing. Miles? Yeah, they drove they drove six hundred thirty five thousand miles in California compared to twenty thousand from Uber, and they only had to take over zero point two times every thousand miles. So Google is millions of miles away from well, how good Uber okay. is. Uh, that Google's doesn't mean is. anything to me. Can you make that stat more human somehow? Uh, if they have to take over zero point two times every thousand kilometers, that's literally once every thousand kilometers or less than once okay. every thousand miles Sorry. okay yes you're right so uber has uber has to do it a thousand times for every time that google does it basically so no wonder no wonder waymo is suing uber for the auto stuff like i would be pissed off too if i had this amazing it's that technology good. and then uber literally just like 
Yeah. Oh, cannibalizes wow. it and does a bad job. <laughs> you know, sometimes on this podcast, I like try and real hard to think about running the line between my job and being the CEO of my company and like our, and like just saying what I actually think, but I just don't even know that I care if Uber fails. So just funny. a horrible company. And I hate to say that about a startup because I never want a startup but to fail. But they're not a startup. They have billions and billions but of dollars. It's just company. Would be a, also a great example of Silicon Valley, like stupidity in terms of the way it was funded and put together and stuff like that. Like just makes me gr- makes me grumpy the president of uber stepped down this week after all the uh sexism, sexism and sexual harassment accusations and he said basically he he his beliefs and approach weren't in a line with his uh what the company was doing which is crazy he's the president and he actually said that well the uber board has come out and said that they fully support travis yeah and that they didn't find any systematic systematic problems at the company which is ridiculous I mean, it's it's very clear that the culture is like that. If you ask anybody, especially any female engineer in the industry, they know somebody or they are somebody who worked there and found that. So I, it's absurd that they didn't find anything. Of course, because Ariana Huffington was in charge of the search board, uh, the media eats it up. It's Damn, Owen getting controversial. Sass. But no, I mean, it's stupid. They have figureheads basically running the investigation, and the investigation took two weeks and they interviewed people in a room full of executives asking them if they found harassment at the company. Like, of course no, but like the odds of somebody saying that they found it in that situation is crazy. Like they're silly billies. You're not going to sit in a room with four executives and say, yes, I was harassed. Like the odds are extremely low. It's well, it's absurd. I hope more people. Well, you should. It's just interesting because, you know, Uber has a finite amount of time to get the self-driving stuff, right? You know, they have X cash and Apple was, out, uh, sorry, not Apple. Uh, Google is outpacing them vastly so far. Well, you know, I said this, I was on, I cheated on you. I was on another podcast, the Ooh. new stack. Uh, oh, that's um, a good podcast. Yeah. Alex Williams thing. And I like, I don't even care about talking about this stuff anymore. Even It's probably like everyone get, get grumpy at me in the industry and stuff, but like <laughs> even Give it five years and the cities will figure out how to do this stuff. Like it's not it, like they'll go to they were like my whole San Francisco trip was like automotive manufacturers want to cozy up to cities. So like, I mean, that's not a that's that seems like a sane and smart thing to do. And, you know, right. here's the thing. I was thinking about this the other day. Sorry, I'm, this is my last rant on this. <laughs> I love it. I was talking to the city planner. And I was like, what's your like thing that you think about as your core philosophy of what you like hold true when you think about the city and the decisions you make in the city? And she said, equitable, oh, equitability. Cities should be equitable, right? They need to be fair. They need to be even. And like, yeah, sure, there's the free market and all that kind of stuff. But there's no way that there's no reason why um, she can't provide those on-demand transit-like services for um, everybody in the city for you know a low a low cost, and that actually that over time becomes more efficient than running buses on routes that have nobody on them for sure. You know, well, that's hours the actual end. problem as well, right? Is buses don't work the way that they oh, do yeah. on paper. And you know what? 
all the bus drivers are retiring anyway, so it's perfect. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, that's a real thing. You can go look at the Department of Labor stats. Like, it's a real thing. Some crazy percentage of municipal workers in America are retiring. So, um, And there's nobody to replace them. I bet you that Twitter will introduce some kind of subscription service by the end of the year. I did hear that rumor. Apparently, they're actually considering it. $10 a month to have no ads and a bunch of power user features. Would you do it? I would use tw- a Twitter at $10 a month where everybody on Twitter was paying $10 a month and there was no free tier. Ooh, so you could, oh, what if what if you could turn on to $10 a month mode? So there's both modes, but you can opt in to only no. see $10 well, a month Twitter. Maybe, but I don't, I even just say get rid of, just I want $10 a month mode for everybody. That would be cool. Uh, of course. Great. I'd come back to Twitter. I'd open a Twitter account. Damn. That would be actually really cool. I, I really think if they added something like that and maybe or maybe they had filters so you only talk to other paid users, that would be awesome. And you can see the first steps of that now. So you can turn off, you can hide all accounts that have the default avatars. You can hide all accounts less than six months old. You can hide accounts that have more following than followers. Like those kind of tools are coming. So it could it could well happen. I'd believe it. And I kind of admire I them just for considering don't it. I also don't understand, like... SIF Science, the startup in San Francisco that we worked with when I was at DigitalOcean, right. could like, we could funnel a ton of data to them on our billing stuff and they could tell us if it was a bad actor or not. They like nailed it some inordinately high number of time, right? How can you not, how do you not have an algorithm on like, why have you not bought SIF Science or like some company that can do sentiment analysis? Sentiment analysis is not that hard to do. So then even let me just say, give me a sentiment slider. And I then think the nail thing that is Twitter is too scared to do anything too They're harsh. So what are they doing? They're so... Jack, I, everyone said Jack Dorsey was such a... So like if you're too hostile, they'll mute you for th- uh, six hours or eight hours or something. Seems Seems good. Anyway... Your browser history is for sale now, John. It's bad uh-huh. news. America voted this week to sell your browser history to the highest bid- yes. bidder. Do you feel good about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, before, uh, for context, it was illegal. So Comcast couldn't share your, your browsing history with anyone. America voted this week, the Senate voted, that Comcast can sell that data to advertisers with identifying information so they can push better ads to you how does that make you feel that's not exactly exactly what happened but not yet it's i mean at a low level well, that's what happened they could do that before we just they just had to get consent yes they had to ask you and you had to agree now they can do it blanket yeah but they're just going to put it in some terms of service anyway yeah but before they weren't actually allowed to sell the entire data set as well like it had to be per website consent now it's like when you sign up to Comcast, they can just sell it. Yeah, they from can just say, well, they can say in their agreement that yeah. blanket. Wow. Yeah. And that's what's concerning. And I think a lot of people, when they when you say browser history, they kind of think, oh, yeah, well, you know, if I do it in incognito mode, it won't be tracked. But when it's when it's your ISP tracking it, they track everything. They can know if you're sending iMessages. They know if you're, you know, whatever, whatever addresses you're accessing, that's what they'll be tracking. I think Americans would be smarter to just, campaign for banning advertising on the internet or something and yeah. like or tracking at least and everything becomes you know a little more expensive or something but 
there's got to come a point where we admit that this like advertising model through and through doesn't work because the, you like, said previously it was going to die outside of outside of just like nefarious purposes you know i guess in some level customer kind of demographics and understanding how people behave uh in order to tailor products to be better um i I, like i don't really object to that kind of stuff personally right like i don't really care about my devices observing me if they're doing so with the explicit mandate to improve the service over time um and i actually don't even know that i would mind um services or products that i can that i purchase um purchasing data about me from from um somewhere else uh that you that they may include to make that better there again right if that makes sense so that side is not really what they're doing but i don't know but i think that's not what they're really doing yeah i think they're just trying to make more money out of your dumb connection i think that's the thing is they're all trying to they're trying to avoid becoming dumb pipes and your current government is totally chill with that Hey, it's not my government. Sorry, the com- the government of the country you live in. <laughs> it's it's just a bit it's a bit shady, uh, and like the only way to protect against it is to use a VPN, and that's just not feasible for most people. Well, I think that it actually becomes. I wonder if the hardware providers have to start. You know, I wonder if yeah, Apple has to needs be built to start in. thinking about VPN out, out of the box. Yeah, it would be awesome. Imagine if Apple had a VPN service that was like. You set it up that anytime you are on a untrusted connection and you can just mark them, Apple just takes care of an end-to-end VPN with iCloud. That would be cool. There's a free yeah. idea for this episode, Tim Cook. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Every week we, we give Tim Cook the wisdom. We've said it a million times. Apple should buy ChargeTech Podcast and we'll go hang out and have, have beers on the patio with Tim Cook every every Wednesday afternoon. Just be like, yo, man, what's up? <laughs> I love that. All right, Tim Cook, thank you. I have one more thing, John. We should keep this under an hour this week. Medium, would you pay to read Medium $5 a month? Mm, yeah. You would? To avoid ads, yeah. of course. Interesting. I think I would too. Apparently that's what they're going to do. You have to pay them 5 bucks a month, and they won't show you any ads. Of course, they don't show any ads right now, but you also get exclusive content and like a special homepage and a bunch of other stuff. Do you think you would actually pay for that? Like for reading stuff, even like if it was the same content as Medium right now. Interesting. I think I think I would too. It's just kind of weird to think about because right now Medium is a lot of content marketing. So I think it would have to change a lot so I don't get over it pretty quick. Mm, I actually kind of, well. Well, you'd pay for content marketing? Uh, if I was paying five bucks a month just to be able to read Adrian Cockcroft's Medium posts and... Not, right. uh, Nadia Eggbald's medium posts and yeah like but what if that of, money didn't go to them as well like it doesn't go in their pot it's just for medium well it's never going in their pocket anyway I mean it's a free service that gets is getting supported by what thin air yeah that's the thing a lot of people were calling Ev Williams crazy for doing this but I actually think it's smart they're monetizing really early they're doing it with a really obvious business model and I think it's perfect you know my i didn't I say one, like, didn't I say like 10 episodes ago or something? I was like, probably I would like it if all of the news and every, like, wh- why, 
I hate going to the news sites. I hate seeing it. They're junk, all of them. Like, why? Oh, God. Not and only the content is so junk, bad. But I don't even want to read their journalists anymore. I want to support independent journalists, and there's nowhere to support independent journalists. And Lord knows, I think there's a lot of people out there that would like to, I mean, didn't. Just okay, journalism maybe, in general um, is just awful at the moment, I swear. Lowest common denominator constantly. What do you read now? Ev Williams, medium.com. I will give you $75 a month. <laughs> wow. Seriously. I hope you're listening. Or maybe I would even maybe give you a hundred bucks a month. If like the information is a good model. If, if I was, yeah, if you had the, uh, the information, but like, and not, and not like breaking just, news junk. Yeah. Just high quality like, content. That's not a hot take. Yes. And pay, pay real journalists, that. real salaries, and like, do you pay the information? Oh, I don't know. Have God, this might. I, yeah, I have. Okay, right. That's good enough. That's so, good enough. I, well, no, yeah, I paid for the information the day the information launched, and right. paid for it for for while well, DigitalOcean paid for di- the information for me the day that the information launched, and. Now, the better question is, did I ever use the information that DigitalOcean paid for me to have? And the answer is... You know what the funny thing about the information is? There's just... It's like worth paying just for that one article that happens once a quarter that's worth reading. And it's really good. (laughs) And it's really good. Yeah. They had a great one about Amazon and... uh and they push into the smart home or something a month ago. And that was when I was again wishing I paid for that. Do you think that we saw the most hilarious tech IPO of the year? <laughs> Which one? Not Snapchat, Mule. I'm going to guess. <laughs> MuleSoft. Oh, man. Do you even know what MuleSoft does? Well, that's the thing. I like that. I thought it was the company that I made know, This is my favorite thing. Like MuleSoft IPOs and I... Like the technologists I know can't even describe what Microsoft does. So I don't know how any day trader understands what the hell it is. I presume that they like, they're literally just rolling off the fact that Twilio IPO'd and that's a great IPO and it has the word API in it and everybody's talking about APIs now. People like the cloud and and APIs. So I think what, um, MuleSoft does is it is a so I'm pretty sure that they are an um, enterprise yeah I think they're an enterprise services company and I think that they go around and write custom integrations between like weird on-prem SaaS platforms and um, like databases so like you know how my company does does that but we yeah, do yeah. it turnkey like and mm-hmm. like it's sort of like that right like we provide a way for people to describe an api and send send it to a database but they are but we're doing a much different level of uh, like they i'm sure they're going in into huge big oracle and you know massive enterprises that right, run right. you know custom regulate regulatory um uh uh accounting software that you know yeah. that spits but out like, stuff to who are the people paying for them because uh, uh, who knows what no the- because no 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 for real because all like it actually is interesting like i think that um, there's a bit of a like kind of schmarminess still that I'm starting to realize 
um in in the startup world sure uh, that needs to kind of the enterprise is kind of so 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 far behind they're not that far behind anymore so like there are cto's in big companies that know that the companies need to become api driven and they know what that means yeah, right. they know that they're like doing that. they have multiple departments that have multiple databases that multiple people over time are going to need to connect multiple saas front ends to so let's convert all of our like soap into proper rest apis and let's get internal api to like i don't think i think enterprises are getting with the program i think they're silly in doing all of that i think everybody should just move to aws but i'm also pretty much the biggest aws fanboy in the world but still seems like a decent company i don't know i just all i can think of is you know do you do you remember winamp from your days of early i really it really whips the llama's ass i'm so happy that you said that because you know the company that makes Winamp, yeah, it's called Nullsoft. N- Nullsoft, yeah, yeah. And every time I hear MuleSoft, I was like, "What Winamp IPO'd? Uh, what?" You know why it is <laughs> though. You know what it is the what? double thing that triggers the connection in your brain. Oh wow! Llama and Mule are close to each other. Yeah, right. Oh, that's crazy. Winamp. 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 I'm gonna edit that in. <laughs> that song. Really that that sound is so classic. <laughs> And then you we know, started it up. I don't think here's a bit of internet nostalgia for you. Deviant art started because people had, you know, had a hard on for for MP3 player skins, basically. Really? I, 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 yeah. Angelo owned MP3.com. I think. No way. If I recall correctly. Yeah, Angelo. I'm pretty sure Angelo owned MP3.com. Angelo. And anyway, yeah, and then and then um, you know, that Google search resulted in nothing. Um, but and then this other guy um, created this uh, MP3 player that he sold to Lycos, and it was oh, called yeah. Sonique. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was Andrew McCann that did that. I think I can't remember all this stuff. It was like a hundred million years ago. But all yeah. So basically. The original, I think, like, if you were to think about a lot of the original ideas for why the people who put DeviantArt together put DeviantArt together, it was because they liked Winamp skins and, like, MP3 player yeah, software skins. I remember, I remember getting Winamp skins from DeviantArt, definitely, and, like, Windows XP skins. Oh, God. Skinning things Wixel was cool, man. It. I I wish, like, that level of customization was still around. I miss old, weird design. I don't know. Oh, I'm feeling very did you, nostalgic. Yo, did you see that um where Jen Schaefer works now? Was it? She works at Glitch. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like Not so Gl- I guess she Jen, works at Fog, uh, Fog Fog or whatever her name is, yeah. Glitch is cool. It's like an API service where you can it's a really low barrier to entry to making cool apps. Yeah. With it's Anil Dash cool. as well. And the, the tutorials are great. The code is like really well commented so you can really learn from scratch. I love it. Glitch.com. Check it, it out. Yeah. Uh, if I was like um, a cloud hosting provider, any cloud hosting provider, I would buy them for... It's just the best demo environment ever. $850 million right now. There you go. John's wisdom. Totally worth it. Just do right. it now. Just do it. Just do it. All right. I'm going to wrap it up right okay. here. Just under an hour. Show notes are at 
charged chargedpodcast.com charged tech podcast if you want to comment on the show you can do it there or on soundcloud subscribe on itunes you can review us there of course as well we love hearing from you and people sometimes email us on hello at chargedpodcast.com which we both reply to i'm also gonna reopen the slack invites for like two weeks so yes. if you're listening to this the secret url will be char.gd slash slack that's the only way you can get there so go what is there. C H A R dot G D slash Slack. It's not there right now, but by the time the podcast is out, it will be. Will it? I promise. Okay. Otherwise, I have to edit this part out. Love you, Owen. <laughs> All right. Good to talk to you, John. Bye. Bye. really whips the llama's ass.